Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that team does too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. I am the host, you are the co-host. We can all get along today if you text in 806-855-3712 here in the Arctic Air Studios. Uh, we'll talk about the Poyo Parlay we had in the first hour, or the second hour of the Raiderland, I guess. We're really just in the third hour of a fine block of programming here on KKM that we do every weekday. The Raiderland 11 to 1, the Rob Bro Show 1 to 2, 11 to 2 all around good times. Connor back with us today. Always happy to see Connor across the way. Um, I will say this. Lots of conversations on uh, Texas and Oklahoma, the Big 12, Fox, ESPN, intricate details. I think in a lot of ways we thought that that was going to be an easy break. Back in July of 2021 or whenever it was, and it was going to be a nasty breakup. And then Bob Bowlesby gets resigned, we'll say. And your mark comes in and the, the Fox and ESPN deal gets extended. There's provisions of if you get a new team, we'll pay them the same. But in those contract talks, I believe your mark said, well, the contract says 2025. So this new deal can include Texas and Oklahoma for two more seasons for all I care. And I said this on the last hour. The Big 12 is in a win-win situation right now as it pertains to Texas and Oklahoma. Now, does the conference get better when Texas and Oklahoma leave? No, they don't. Let's be honest with each other. We can be honest. We don't like Texas and Oklahoma, but the conference does not get better when they leave. But Texas and Oklahoma leaving has already been baked in. You have that contract for several seasons after they are scheduled to leave. You are prepared for them to leave. You will not lose money when they leave. Your piece of the pie per Big 12 school is already locked in with or without Texas and Oklahoma. 
So it's not a loss for them to leave early. It's only a gain because they pay to leave. And you don't get more money on this TV deal if you have more viewers. You could absolutely tank. You could get 300,000 viewers a game. And you know what? You're getting the same money because that contract is signed. Now, the next deal would be in jeopardy. But there is no issue, in my opinion, for Texas and Oklahoma to leave early. You only get a bonus, right? Because they have to pay the buyout. In the same respect, there is absolutely no downside. Again, this is just my opinion. For Texas and Oklahoma to be here through 2024, 2025. Do we still have to deal with their annoying fan bases? Yes, but we're also getting new annoying fan bases like UCF. We still have to deal with Oklahoma State talking about how they're a, a 10 times the program that Texas Tech is, even though they're not. Historically, they're the same. Nobody has won more in the last 10 years with less to show for it than Oklahoma State. They have a bunch of empty wins. They won a Big 12 title in 2011, but they didn't win a Big 12 championship game because that was in the dark years when you were just trying to say one big champion. One true champion. One large champion, or whatever it was, whatever the tagline was. But if you were just specifically talking about the benefit of the Big 12, and if you are a Big 12 guy, the Big 12 is in a win-win situation, in my opinion. They leave early, you get the buyout. They stay, you get the benefit of Texas and Oklahoma playing your teams. And yes, there is a benefit. And I'm sure Fox is going to say, hey, let's get to BYU in Texas, in Oklahoma and Texas, on Fox in the next two years, and we'll be happy. Let's get Texas and Texas Tech on Black Friday. Let's get Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, Bedlam. Let's lock in some of these games because we're Fox and because we are contracted with the Big 12. I can't imagine sitting at that conference table with representatives from Fox, ESPN, the Big 12, Texas, and Oklahoma. Because not only is that five negotiators trying to come up with a an enviable deal for all five, everybody's trying to win. Because Texas and Oklahoma aren't on the same team. You probably also have some sort of representative from the SEC, or at least in talks. Now, let's go group by group. Does Fox benefit at all for Texas and Oklahoma leaving early? No. No. They only benefit from Texas and Oklahoma staying. So check the box to stay. The Big 12 we've already talked about. I think they win either way. But they probably lean to making Fox happy. So check to stay. Texas and Oklahoma. 
do they really benefit to leave early? They're already going to the SEC. If they have to pay $70 million to leave early, do they recoup that $70 million in two years? They would have recouped it in three. But now that you've played an extra year and will play another, does it make sense to play the pay the full buyout for one year? To leave one year early. It made sense to leave three years early. Does it make sense to leave one year early? Can Oklahoma afford that hit? I don't think so. I would probably check the box for Texas to leave early and Oklahoma to stay because it doesn't really benefit them to leave yet. Does it benefit them to go to the SEC with a 14 playoff? No. Does it benefit them to go to the SEC with a 12 10 playoff? I guess. I don't know if Oklahoma and Texas have buyer's remorse on trying to leave. But it really does not seem like a huge benefit for Texas to leave until they have to. They could, though. And with Oklahoma, they can't afford it. And they'll have a better chance of being in the playoff if they're in the Big 12. Which I really don't understand why, at this point in this landscape, with this new deal, with the expansion, that they wouldn't want to stay. Now, with 10 teams, it made sense. With an expanded playoff, just kill the Big 12. Well, that didn't work. They didn't kill the Big 12. There was no disillusion of the Big 12. The Big 12 stood without them. They added four teams, and they got a new contract. Texas and Oklahoma and their power play did not work. And then Fox signed a huge deal that's going to be worth $100 million per team in like four years, and they added USC and UCLA with the Big 10 and Fox. So the last piece of the puzzle is ESPN. Does it benefit ESPN... For Texas and Oklahoma to go to the SEC early, no. This is the Clemson debate. Why would Clemson get paid double to go to the SEC when you can have all the benefit in the ACC? Why would ESPN, before they have to, pay Texas and Oklahoma like triple what they pay on this media rights deal. I'm not saying Texas and Oklahoma are going to make double or triple. But ESPN is going to have to pay double or triple because right now they pay a, a, a half of it with Fox. So, I, it, it just doesn't make sense at this point for anyone to leave early. Uh, this texter, at this point, I think OU forces Texas to stay in the Big 12. SEC has already said it won't add just one of them early. OU can't pay the buyout. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know if it's OU specifically forcing them or just being a dead weight 
at the ankles of Texas, which they have been for years, and I guess nobody realizes it. And that sounds backwards to say because Oklahoma's the one that's been having success. When's the last time Texas won a Big 12 championship? When's the last time Texas had a great season beyond Tom Herman's uh, Sugar Bowl or whatever it was against uh, Georgia? Peach Bowl, whatever, whatever the bowl was. But Texas is still valuable. Texas is still the brand. People still watch Texas. Texas has the Longhorn Network. Texas gets the eyeballs. Texas has the money. Texas has the puff. Texas is valuable for the SEC. I don't really know that Oklahoma is. Unless they're being successful. Uh, More locks for the weekend. Let's get those as well. You can text in as well. Uh, This is from Mateo. Jacob Podel, uh, Celtics over 10.5, guessing that's points, uh, and no lines on the Texas State basketball players, but uh, Davian Harmon and Jalen Tyson over in points against Baylor. Uh, Jalen Tyson scored 19 against Baylor the first run. And then the Lady Raiders to cover against Kansas State. Uh, I don't know that we get the lines on the Lady Raiders. I don't think women's basketball has lines. Uh, But we can bet the money line for sure. Texas Tech, Lady Raiders beating Kansas State. Oh, no, this is, uh, this. I'm sorry. I just figured since it was Mateo, we were getting Lady Raiders talk. It's Tech to cover and the Kansas State money line. So that's a little parlay. Uh, We also don't have... Uh, the Baylor Texas Tech line either. Uh, maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get some Big Twelve lines eventually. Uh, we don't usually get them in this show because, for whatever reason, we used to get twenty four hours. For whatever reason, we're getting like eighteen to twelve hours now on these college basketball lines. So Tech to cover, which I would assume is uh, four, four, four and a half. And then Kansas State money line. We'll talk about the Big 12 games coming up. Big weekend. I say this every weekend, but it is a big weekend in college basketball in the Big 12. That's what happens when you have the best conference in the world. We'll also keep talking about everything else we've been talking about. You can text in 806-855-3712. It's Rob Burrow Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. This texture, yes, Rob, I agree. Thank you. Keeping the Longhorns and Sooners feet to the fire to fulfill the contract for all their worth to current Big 12 and the new four schools. Uh, I miss already former era of Texas A&M games at home and Texas at the Jones every other year. It was your most anticipated annual home game. Sad face, new landscape now. I think Texas Tech fans are going to have to grow up a lot. And not to just this texture, but in the new... And grow up might be the wrong wording. 
But you're going to have to get past Texas and Texas A&M. And Oklahoma and this thought process that you have to have other teams here to fill your stadium. Texas Tech fans are going to have to lean into showing up at the Jones because Texas Tech and Joey McGuire are coaching and playing football. Showing up to the Jones because the Red Raiders are in action and the other team is also there. I know everyone has their rivals and... Alabama and Tuscaloosa are more full when the Iron Bowl is happening. And I'm sure Daryl K. Royal is more full when A&M is in town in the future or in the past. And I understand the sentiment of missing getting to play Texas and Texas A&M at home. I do. I loved those games. I loved going to the A&M game. When BJ threw like 17 touchdowns, I sat in the grass because it was jam-packed and it was standing room only. And we got pushed out uh, of our section because we had free coaches tickets for high school coaches. We sat in the grass. And I get it. It's always been that way that you really only come into two games a year and it's Texas or A&M or Oklahoma. But in the future, you're going to have to do that for TCU or Baylor or Oklahoma State or BYU or UCF. Like at some point, you just have to come to the game because Texas Tech is playing. It shouldn't be dependent on the opponent. And if your thought process is the Big 12 is weaker now, so why would I want to go watch those games? It's part of the problem. If you believe the Big 12 is weaker, the Big 12 is weaker. People believe the SEC is way better than everyone else because they're told the SEC is way better than everyone else. The SEC's marketing arm is one of the most influential marketing arms in the history of marketing arms. Georgia and Alabama are better than everyone else. The SEC is just the same as everyone else. We see it every year in the bowl games. Oh, well, the SEC doesn't care. Why in the hell would Mississippi State not care about the Liberty Bowl because it's not a playoff game? Mississippi State's never been to the playoffs. They don't have a history of winning huge games. Why does Missouri, well, they're not in the playoffs, so they don't care. Oh, well, see, you know, Ole Miss just wasn't in the playoffs, so they don't care. When's the last time Ole Miss sniffed the playoff? Legitimately. The SEC isn't far and away the best conference. The SEC is far and away the best marketed conference. With the two best teams. And now that Clemson has fallen off a cliff and Dabo is washed, 
Georgia and Alabama will be trading national championships until somebody else steps up or until Nick Saban retires. And we are certainly in the Alabama-Georgia era with LSU punching up once because I had a generational quarterback and two generational wide receivers and a good running back that went in the first round and six NFL players on the defense even though that defense really wasn't very good. And NFL offensive lineman. I could go on. It, it just, to me, the, the Big 12 has to be better. And Texas Tech fans and Baylor fans and TCU fans and, and UCF fans and, and now BYU fans, we have to be better at building up the Big 12. You have to. And I'm not saying to go full SEC and chant SEC, SEC, SEC. But you have to see value in all these schools. And you have to see value in the Big 12. And you can't just sit around and say, well, yeah, you're probably the Mac after Texas and Oklahoma leave. So who cares? Uh, this off the text line, Rob, your Gaucho's co-host said text home schedule sucks. Yeah, that was Kyle. His name is Kyle. Uh, and I told him he was wrong too. Uh, probably not as forcefully, I, but I certainly can have that conversation with him. I just didn't want to keep naming conference USA teams over and over like we did that episode, but that's the same point it's the same point. But I think the reason that Kyle didn't like the schedule was because your biggest home game, which is TCU, which he values, is on a Thursday night. That's what he was upset about. You have Oregon at home, but your biggest home game is on a Thursday night, which will hurt attendance. I think you'd prefer a different game on Thursday or to play all your Thursday games on the road. I mean, I don't think he said it sucks as much as he just didn't love it. Yeah, this texter's claiming I didn't punch back against Kyle. I, 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 do you want me to? I mean, we can physically fight next time we record an episode. But his point was a valid point, that your biggest home game is on a Thursday night. But I said in that episode I liked the schedule. And just because we're trying to nitpick a schedule doesn't mean that I think I can come in here and say I would much rather be playing A&M in Texas and that this new schedule sucks. That's not the point. Of course we'd all rather have Texas A&M and Texas at home every other year. Of course. But I think we have to start believing that you just have to show up for Texas Tech games, and that was Kyle's point too. He's still going to be there. He's still going to show up. It doesn't matter who's on the schedule. You have to be there regardless. That's all I'm saying. 
My uh, Gaucho's co-host also originally said that he hated Houston and didn't want him around. And uh, now he's all in on Houston. So the opinions change. And I think also Tarleton being one of the games hurts your schedule. I don't want to play Tarleton ever in anything again. Maybe baseball. But the, the nuanced conversation of the schedule's not perfect because it doesn't involve Oklahoma State and your TCU game is on a Thursday is not what I'm discussing right now. Those are different conversations. And if TCU was on a Saturday or A&M was on a Thursday, it would be the same conversation that we had the other night. Don't love Thursday games. Love TCU coming to Lubbock. Hate that it's on a Thursday. You see how that works? But I will certainly argue with Kyle more vehemently next time if you want me to. Um, and I can have him call in right now and I could just cuss him out and get an FCC fine if that's what the people want. I will right, we'll take a break here when we come back. More Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Back to Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Uh, let's talk a little Big 12 basketball, but first we will get into the text line. Uh, speaking of crowd size, how many season tickets have been sold at the Jones? I'm not sure, but I'm sh- I bet we'll get a, a press release on that very soon. Uh, whether it's been sold out or they'll add an allotment of season tickets or a, a warning that you might be sold out, but I could probably effort to figure that out. Uh, I don't care who we're playing or when. I'll be at every home game. I'll be excited when we have 12 wins this year, as everyone else should be. That that would be awesome. That would certainly be awesome. Uh, this texter, I agree with you on promoting the 12 without OUUT and that our mindset needs to be changed regarding those two schools. That's not what I said. I mean, that's true. But just period, you need to promote the Big 12 with OU and UT or without. And again, it's it's a fine line because I don't want to go full SEC and just start chanting Big 12 all the time because that's also dumb. But like when the when the fighting the infighting and the Big Twelve fan bases on Twitter, that's awesome. I love it. But if it's like, hey, you're a commuter school, you drag down the conference. Uh, the conference sucks because you're here. <laughs> like that kind of stuff doesn't help. It could be true, but it doesn't help. And I don't think it's true. I think UCF and Houston, even though they're commuter schools, will be a big help to the conference once. They move forward. And and really, I'm talking about uh, the national perspective, not fighting with other fan bases. Uh, I think part of our growth is the effort needs to also promote, embrace, and love the heck out of primetime Thursday games. 
See, and again, that conversation was just about the Texas Tech games. Kyle is a huge proponent. I am a huge proponent. Talking about the Gambling Gauchos. Also, thanks for listening. Uh, you can listen to Gambling Gauchos wherever you find your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or on KKM.com. Go to the on-demand page where you can also find Raiderland Podcasts and Rob Bro Show Podcasts. The point is, as great as those are for the national audience and as great as those are, even the Friday night games, which to a lesser extent, because it's a window where nobody else is watching and you can certainly outdraw Tulsa and Tulane or whoever is playing the AAC Friday night game or the ACC Friday night game. Uh, if it's Louisville, and I think you will be able to outdraw in those and get a better number than if you were playing an 11 o'clock game on Fox Sports 1. So, yes, love Thursday night games. I would much prefer Texas Tech Thursday night games to be on the road. I think that's all it is. Especially against TCU. I want a Saturday game against TCU. That would be my preference. Not that TCU is a bad game at home. I think it'll be one of the best home games. And I like the timing of it. And again, as I said, I like the Thursday game because you get a kind of a, a buy and a half because you get to have the buy before and then you get 10 days after. But Thursday night games at home are not as good as Saturday games. Love love Thursday games on the road, though. Uh, it's not, It's got to be all in all the time, 24-7 every day and twice on Sunday except BYU. Yeah. And I, it is a positive that, that ESPN is leaning into and that Fox might lean into some Thursday and Friday games for the Big 12. You're playing quite a bit of them. You've also got a Friday game uh, to end the season on Black Friday, which I also think is great. But again, holiday weekend, Thanksgiving, in Austin, on the road, I don't care when you play. I don't love Thursday night home games because it's tougher for a crowd to get there. Not saying it won't be there. Those are two different conversations. All right, let's talk a little bit about this weekend in Big 12 basketball. Uh, Texas Tech at Baylor. Baylor ranked 11th, coming off a loss. That one at 12 noon tomorrow on CBS. TCU at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State coming off a big win over Oklahoma. TCU struggling without Mike Miles. Uh, Eddie Lampkin in and out. Uh, They just played West Virginia. A tough one against West Virginia. Uh, Texas, Kansas State in Manhattan. 3 o'clock on ESPN2. Then Oklahoma, West Virginia, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. So a little bit of a double header there on ESPN. The Deuce, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. And then the uh, the game of the week, I would assume, Kansas, Iowa State. There is a line out on this one. Plus one and a half is the consensus. That one's at 11 a.m. tomorrow on ESPN. Kansas State-Iowa State, 8th versus 13th. Plus 1.5 is Kansas on the road. Uh, More lines already. TCU on the road, plus 1 at Oklahoma State. 
If Oklahoma State wins that game, they're 500 a conference play through 10 games. Shocked. I am shocked. I would be shocked if they won that one too, but not really because TCU is a little bit injured right now. And Oklahoma State is really tough defensively. Oklahoma State is kind of looks like early Texas Tech right now. They have the athletes. They have the defense. If they can get hot a couple of games, they'll win a few. They're 13 and 9 currently overall, 4 and 5 in Big 12 play. Texas Kansas State also with a line Kansas State favored at home by one and a half. They just lost to Kansas. Texas in first place of the Big 12, a game in front of four other teams. Texas just beat Baylor by five. That was a four-point line they covered. Kansas State just lost to Kansas. That was an eight-and-a-half-point line. So they split with Kansas on the home-and-home. The last time these two teams played, it was 116-103, to and that was in Austin. If Kansas State can sweep Texas, that is a huge feather in their cap and really puts them in a great position to not only win the Big 12 regular season, but be a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. And I think if you're looking at both of those teams, if Texas beats Kansas State this weekend, they are the clear front runner because they stay a game ahead of everyone else no matter what happens. The clear front runner. If Kansas hammers Iowa State, I think they get back in that conversation even though they had a three-game losing streak. If Kansas State beats Texas this weekend, Texas, Kansas State, and then the winner of Kansas and Iowa State are the clear top three in next week's power rankings. Depending on some midweek action next week. And then West Virginia, Oklahoma. If Oklahoma loses, there'll be a clear 10 depending on how well Texas Tech plays Baylor this weekend. Is what it is. All right, let's take the break here when we come back. A final segment for the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports in the Arctic Air Studios. You can shoot a text in for the final segment, 806-855-3712. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Rob Rocho Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. <laughs> um, 
As I'm trying to sit here and talk about um, promoting the Big 12 and the new Big 12, there's this joker on Twitter from uh, UCF who is just hammering the flyover country and the uh, small podunk towns that make up the rest of the Big 12. I already hate UCF. They are the worst. This little brother energy that they're coming in with, that they're trying to uh, punch up against everybody else, it's just ridiculous. Uh, If you're familiar with the Twitter machine, Cyclone Larry has murdered them over and over and over again this week, and they keep coming back. They're like cockroaches, these idiots. I have a bit of uh, running down Oklahoma State fans. I think I'm going to change that to uh, a bit of running down UCF fans because at this point, I have uh, found a new love and affection for Oklahoma State fans because they look like PhD candidates next to these these, uh, Orlando people. It's amazing. Just amazing. I mean, because they have uh, Disneyland or World, whatever it is, they think they're better than Lubbock, I I guess. Whatever you want to think. Uh, it doesn't matter the city. It's the, the atmosphere around the game. You don't, you don't come to, uh, to tour the city. I guess you can. There's plenty of good stuff around Lubbock, though. Just like there's plenty of good stuff around Ames, Iowa. Chill water. I'm uh, excited to go to Provo. I was excited to go to Orlando, but maybe not now. We'll see. UCF Mike, though, is uh, not giving his people a very good uh, image. First impression. First impression poor. And I went on their podcast and was very nice to them. And now here they are using my own words against me. Or they were talking about Avenue Q and I was like, well, I don't know if you want to, that's not really the street to hang out on if you're coming all the way from Orlando to Lubbock. Nothing against Avenue Q, it's just not the highlight, you know. Then now they're saying there's a crime problem and all this stuff. That's not what I was trying to say. I love Avenue Q. Just wouldn't. Send a tourist there. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like uh, it's not like Sixth Street or something. All right. Uh, final thoughts from the show from the week. Uh, I think Texas and Oklahoma will be here for the duration of their contract. Uh, there are other stipulations being rumored about some other bonuses and whatnot not being fulfilled if they leave early. Uh, which would turn the buyout into uh, much more than just a buyout. You don't get the bonuses. You don't get the the uh, the money that uh, Texas and Oklahoma usually get. Now, Texas doesn't need it, but Oklahoma certainly does. Uh, and to pay for their athletic department, they have to do this in a, a good way. And I really do believe that they thought that this was going to be an easy transfer and 
I don't know if it was specifically the Bob Bowlesby cease and desist letter that threw a, a, a big glass of water on the fire or uh, lit a spark on the other way and a, a big long fuse of TNT to blow up the deal. I don't think that Bob Bowlesby was being a big brain and doing it on purpose. I think he was just hurt and offended. But by accusing them of tampering, he basically shut down any chance of tampering. And again, it does not make sense for ESPN to pay Oklahoma and Texas more money to have them on ESPN. They already get that money. They already do the numbers. They already have Texas and Oklahoma on or Texas and Alabama on the schedule next year. So, all right, Texas Tech Baylor, Texas Tech will cover tomorrow. Lock it in. Jalen Tyson with the over. And we'll go points, rebounds, assists if it's at 25 or around 25. Take the over on O'Banner, too. We will see you on Monday, 11 a.m. for the Raiderland. I've been Rob Bro. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.